1: Now, that's what we do here. Uh, every Tuesday night, we uh, we talk about how we can make the world a better place, and uh, uh, we can do that because we are in Christ, and because the Holy Spirit lives in us, and because of that, uh, we can be led. And uh, of the Holy Spirit and we can have miracles happen And transformation in people's lives can happen And uh, all sorts of wonderful things can happen When we're following um, this kind of impetus When we really let the Lord uh, rule in our lives um, That's what we're talking about right now And we've been talking about oh, a number of weeks now uh the early Jesus movement, and at the same time, the Jesus movement of the 70s, late 60s, early 70s, we've also been studying the Book of Acts, and we're finding lots of similarities, because there was something uh, about that first movement that was not ruled by methods or men or uh social groups or traditions but it was really freewheeling it was beginning totally by changed lives in Jesus through Jesus resurrection and people basically being led of the Lord step by step how else do you start something that's that's never been there before And so we've been looking at similarities because we have this hunch that God is at work again, Uh, not that he wasn't at work and isn't always, but he has different ways of moving in history, and sometimes we can spot that because he he starts a, a, a larger a larger movement. For instance, the Jesus movement. Every once in a while, I hear a song like "Spirit in the Sky," or I I hear um, you know Jesus is just all right with me, and or I hear Eve of Destruction, written by our guest today, tonight, and uh, and I think. You know, this was a widespread movement before we ever got a hold of it or before it ever got a hold of us. The Holy Spirit was doing stuff, and people were picking it up, even people who weren't Christians. And that's what was amazing about uh, when a movement happens, it's it's widespread. And we've been watching what's been happening with the church and what's been happening with millennials, especially lately, And we feel like God may have a special thing to do through through these eighteen to twenty nine year olds, because we see a lot of similarities between them and us. So, before I bring our guest, who's been gracious enough to rejoin us, we had him a few kiss a couple weeks ago, Um, but uh, uh, Barry just just talks a wonderful. A wonderful talk. He's so refreshing and has a new perspective on on uh, so many things. Um, and that's why we asked him back because uh, we're we're just about to to wrap up this whole thing. And um, but we're just getting to the good part. So here is uh, I want to just talk for a minute about setting up. Uh, some thoughtful questions, and then I know Barry will just take it from there. Um, we uh, think of the early church compared to the Jesus movement. We, we started with a vision from the Lord to reach a community uh, by discerning a strong sense of direction that was implied by our vision and by embracing a set of shared values that propelled our vision and by embodying the faith and character that enabled us uh, to to sustain such a commitment. And, and establishing a vision requires leadership. And if you can understand leadership, however, not as the pastor of an evangelical church, but as the likes of Peter, or maybe the likes of Larry Norman, or Barry McGuire, or John Fisher, or Hal Lindsey, or... Uh, um, Smith, uh, um, Chuck Smith or Ray Stedman, these kinds of leadership people came out of the woodwork. And uh, they were not trained well, Chuck Smith and Stedman were, but the rest of us, we were just infused by the Lord and propelled by him. And God gave us what we needed through the gifts of the Holy Spirit to lead um, what was starting. And and you know when when driving a vision like this, there is no need for for infrastructure or, or or
0: to to resource it.
1: Launching a movement is a, as as in the early church required bold initiatives and hard work, but it didn't quite require methodology or some somebody uh, creating a plan and. Uh, Phase one, two, three, and four of the growing of the church. We had nothing like that. Um, everyone trusted the Holy Spirit to develop and expand the church and the body of believers. We didn't develop pathways of spiritual growth and discipleship or invite meaningful participation or, and encourage creativity and programs. In the early days, no one was looking to create a dynamic experience of a church that is thriving and attractive and bursting the bounds of its original constituency, Sunday gathering, you know, physical location, sharing the riches, all of this. There, That was not a part of anything we were doing. Uh, and nor was there a... We did not celebrate the season of success, nor did we follow predictable patterns. Uh, we didn't primarily... Con- Here's really important. We didn't primarily connect with people like us, or people near us, or people who were already acculturated in the church. We were connected with whoever showed up, and there was a motley group of people. And uh, we didn't. There wasn't a likeness about it, or a like-mindedness about it. Um, uh, the second thoughtful thing to notice is that um, critical moment and the crossroads, people in the know call for maturing of the body of believers. This (laughs) maturing requires a deeper discernment, Uh, real men, industry leaders asking what are the new opportunities and uh, the industry locks in and what was already working that they have to solve the problems that we wise guys Have never discovered Never mind solved uh, They said there were obstacles to be faced And overcome And, and a whole different uh, Movement Started and a whole different Direction began to take because We came in we got control of things And people in the Know got control of things And it seems like We have two Incompatible polarities there's the preservation of the industry and there is the restlessness of the Holy Spirit. So here we are. Um, do we consolidate? Do we stay comfortable where we can, you know, cruise and, and because all of our systems are set or can we revive the spirit of the Jesus people and seize this new day, awaken, Pain of people living apart from God and promise of a gospel that will transform their lives. Uh, grateful and stirred by the call, we give out. Uh, we give out of far-reaching obedience. Well, there's a whole bunch of stuff there, Barry, and um, you can you can grab onto anything there. But I think you got the the essence of it, and that is uh, we led. Are we led by the Holy Spirit and are there lots of questions and are we restless or have we got this thing pretty much down to where we can all go to a seminar of churches that are successful and learn what they're doing so we can all do the same thing and be happy because uh, we're growing. Um, how How do we fit here? How do we keep this thing alive?
0: The only way I know is, is that is, is that my question? Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Okay. Well, to start with what you just finished with, how do we keep it alive? Well, we don't keep it alive. Uh, God keeps it alive. Um, the only thing for me, I and mean, when I say these things, I'm only talking from my <clears throat> personal experience. And and I could and more than likely because I don't know everything. Excuse me, I just had dinner and I'm, uh, I had a, some tacos and some. I'm still trying <laughs> to phone. But the only thing I know is from my personal perspective, my experience. You know, when, so when I say we can, we can't keep it alive. Only God can keep it alive. I'm not. I'm saying that I can't keep it alive. You know, when I say we, I really mean me, <clears throat> because and the only yeah. person I can really have any control over is me, and I can barely have control over myself. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm just really <clears throat> full of it here. But uh, it, it, to, to trust God, to 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 try and direct God, you know, to get God to do stuff, to ask Him to to heal somebody, or ask Him to open a door, or, or you know bless your crop to bless your fields to bless your life to bless your children you know i i've never really had much luck in all of that i mean i i've i've done all of that but i've never seen any results of that although i've had people email me and come up to me years later and and share with me how something i said or just to, And I don't even remember saying it, but when they said what I said, I do remember that that was something that I chewed on for a long time, and I shared it with a lot of people, so I guess they must have been one of the like, – I remember I, I shared a thing about being a shock absorber years ago, years ago, <clears throat> and I got in a bus. We were driving along with the second chapter, and we're going across the United States, and we're bouncing down the road, and I got to thinking about the shock absorbers, and, and you know how a shock absorber works. It takes a blow – and then it and then it 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 absorbs the blow and then it releases a gentle return. It takes another blow, a gentle return. And I was thinking about how that's what Christ in me, that's Christ wanted, was talking to me that day on that bus. That I, that that's what He wanted me to be was a shock absorber, you know, and to take yeah. to take the blow but not to return the blow with the same force with which it struck me but to take the blow and give the blow, let it pass on through me into Christ who lives within me, and then to return a soft return. And I thought, I want to be a shock absorber for Christ. And I shared that in concept for quite a few years. Well, I got some guy emailed me one time. That was 40 years ago. And he, he said how that that particular story... He says he still tells that story, and he, he, it's changed his life. Well, I didn't know that. You know, I I wasn't out to change right. anybody's life. I was in right now this this phone call. I'm not. I don't. You know, I I don't have a, an agenda. Is all I'm doing is ex- just talking about things I've experienced in my life, and you know, and and maybe somebody right. else will hear what I'm talking about, and it might spark something in them. But it's not my. It's not my. Agenda to spark something in somebody. It's just to tell, to, to, to reveal who I am, to be as honest as I can, to be as transparent as I can be. It's always been my prayer. Before I would go out to sing, I would just ask for transparency. Just let me be like a, a, a looking glass that people don't even see me, they see Christ within me, you know? And, that, and that's the only way I know. How do we keep it going? We allow Christ to flow through us every moment of the day without an agenda. And you know how many people you touch every day. I mean, today my wife and I went to Costco. And, I, and you, just, you just smile at somebody. Uh, you're standing in line, checking out. You talk with somebody. You help somebody. You make a, a, a remark about something that's funny, you know, that you've all experienced, and you both laugh together. Mm-hmm. And there's one, well, Mari and I were walking around the corner the other day, and a woman came running after us, and she wanted to just say that how blessed she was to see how much. She says, this man really loves you, she said to my wife. She said, I could just tell by the way he's walking along behind you and the way he Looking at you, I mean, you know, it was just Christ in me. I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm so blessed to to be as old as I am and to be able to push a a cart, a shopping cart, along behind my wife. But but what she saw was the, the glow of Christ within me, the blessing of God living within me. It's no longer I that live; it's Christ that lives in me. Christ lives through me, you know. And so I don't know. You know how to how do you, yeah. like my friend who's here this evening from Australia. He said that a pastor came up to him the other day in Australia, and and, and he said that he says I'm going to start a new Jesus movement. And he says <laughs> he says you can't do that. You know how are you going to do that? And he says why why can't he says he says because you're the church. The Jesus movement didn't start in the church. You know you can't start a Jesus movement in the church. He said the Jesus movement started with people getting together and smoking dope and a house full of potheads reading the Bible, (laughs) you know, people on the beach reading the Bible, people in the street scratching their head wondering what's going on, What's something's missing in my life. That's what started it was the Holy Spirit was showing people how bankrupt we were individually, you know, and until people realize how bankrupt they are, they're not going to look for answers there were, there were tens of thousands of people looking for answers in the late 60s, early 70s. You know, we were, we were yeah. we, 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 from all different walks of life, different backgrounds, different races, nationalities. But we had this basic something within us was screaming, what is going on? Who am I? What is going on? You know, why am I here? Where am I going? And we all had that question. Yeah. And we were all, like I say, it was big dope smoking days. And, and, and so we'd all get together. And somebody said, listen, I just read this. Look at this little book here called Good News for Modern Men. Look what, look what this guy Jesus has to say. And we started examining what Christ had to say. And everything he had to say rang true in our hearts. And it rang true because we yeah. were hungry for Christ. We, were, it isn't, we didn't know we were hungry for Christ, but we were hungry for, for the real for the real because everything we were experiencing was the phony. Was the phony, was the organization, yeah. was the the big structures, was the, the, the universities and the schools and the big business and the government and the big churches and organized religion. It was all just it was just so cut and dried, cookie cutter, cookie cutter and we we weren't didn't fit into any of those frames. You know, we were just young and, and, and looking for for real. And when we when we examined Christ, well, for me, I found the real. I found the real. He said, to, He said not to judge anybody. He said to love your enemies, you know, love your neighbor. And they, and they said, Well, who is my neighbor? So he told him the story of the Samaritan. You know, and the guy's in the ditch bleeding, and all of his countrymen go by, and they say, oh, well, they, we can't help him. i got to go here. I'm going oh, I hope somebody. And so who came along? So a Samaritan, a guy from a different country. And he's the one who pulled him up out of the ditch and checked him into a local hotel, you know, and said, here, take care of him. Put the tab on me. I'll take care of it. So Christ says, and who was his, who was his, his neighbor? And so everybody said, well, I guess the guy who helped him. He says, that's right, and you go do likewise. Who is your neighbor? It's yeah. whoever you help. Wherever you see you know planting seeds of kindness everywhere yeah. we go, you don't have to look very hard yeah. to find someone that's down on their luck and you know and it doesn't take much, it's just a touch, a smile, a look, a word you know and 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 just a yeah. spark that spark to jump, the spark of love i mean i'm I can't, and you can't either, I don't think any of us can we can't start a Jesus movement, only Jesus can do that, you know. But we can certainly and once again I'm saying this from maybe somebody can. I'm not saying they can't, but I can't. In, in my yeah, my perception of myself. Yeah. Christ could through me. You know, it's like even Christ says I can do nothing of my own. You know, I don't I can't do anything on my own. But God, the Father, does through me. You know? So even Christ couldn't start a Jesus movement. But God could. You know, the Holy Spirit could. Yeah. So, all I can do is be available to the moment. To to just, when I go to the mailbox to get the mail and I meet somebody walking the dog, just to stop and talk and give the dog a pet and ask how he's doing. And, man, I forgot his name three times already. And I find out tonight his name is Randy. I'll try and remember his Try to remember people's names. That's really hard for me, <laughs> John. I have a tough time remembering names, you know? But it's really important yeah. to remember people's names. And the next time you see them, you call them by their name. How you doing, Randy? Oh, I'm doing, you know. Just just get to know your neighbors in the street, on the sidewalks, in the grocery store, in the gas station. You know, it isn't a thing of, like, let's all get together and have a Bible study. It's like, it's like planting seeds of kindness everywhere we go, you know, touching people's lives with a smile, a touch, a word. Opening a door, I opened the door for a lady. I was going to a, at my doctor's appointment this morning, and the lady was, I said, You going to the doctor? I said, she said, Yes, I am. I said, Let me get the door. And I opened the door, and she gave me the biggest smile. She's, you know, I was going to say she's an older lady, but hey, she's probably younger than me. <laughs> Everybody's younger than me <laughs> these days. But I held the door open for her, and she gave me this most lovely smile, John. She was, Thank you very much. Said, you are so welcome. You know? And yeah. that's what, to me, yeah. that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. It's just I, I don't care who you are, how old you are, what color you are, what your your sexual preferences. I don't care any of that. It's all about the eyes. It's about the eyes. Looking yeah. in someone's eyes and seeing Christ in there, you know. And and old eyes, young eyes, beautiful. you know, just just sharing that love. That's a, that's that's all I know to do, John. Yeah,
1: that's beautiful. You made an interesting comment, Barry. You said that uh, the Jesus movement, uh, the guy who wanted to start a Jesus movement, the pastor of a church, and, and yeah. Jesus, you can't, uh, you can't get a Jesus movement in a church. Um, t- uh, t- talk about that a little bit, and why is why is that, and will will that always be a conflict? Do you think?
0: Well, I think I don't know if it'll always be a conflict. But whenever you have a building where everybody meets, whenever you have a, a leader who gets up on stage, so, you know one of my favorite organizations in the world is Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, I yeah. used to go to AA meetings with a buddy of mine, and I was so upset because I wasn't a drunk. You know, I've never been an alcoholic. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I drink, but I don't drunk. I'm not a drunk. I don't get. I don't like being drunk. I don't like the feeling of drunkenness. You know. And yeah. I said, what do I have to go out and get drunk for a year so I can come to an AA meeting? He says, no, no. He says, you're not an alcoholic. You can't can't belong. Which really kind of missed me a bit. But the thing I loved about the organization, and they do have open meetings for people who aren't alcoholics. But the thing I love about it, I was standing there, and everybody got up and they tell their story, where they came from yeah. and what changed them around. And their 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 code word is don't drink, don't drink. And I told my friend the time. I said, "You know, and I said, I'm a sinaholic. You know, I mean, my body loves to sin, man. I mean, exactly. I would crawl right in into, you know, somebody that had uh, ulcers all over their body and sin with them, you know, because my body loves to do that. You know, I'm a sinaholic. But, but I can see it. But their thing is, okay, so don't sin, don't drink, don't drink. <clears throat> and so I, I started realizing that I didn't have to sin. I don't have to sin. Sin is a choice. And I was talking to a guy about that one day, and he said, oh, you have to sin. Everybody, he who says he's without sin, there's no. I said, well, I'm not saying I'm without sin, but I'm saying but I don't have to sin. You know? He said, oh, yeah. yeah. I said, don't you think you could get through the day without sinning? He said, oh, I don't know. I don't know. A whole day without sinning. I said, well, what about an hour? Do you think you could go an hour without sinning? Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe. I said, well, what about right now? Are we sinning right now? And the guy says, well, no, we're not sinning now. I says, well, then let's just live our lives one now at a time. You know, we can choose right now to glorify God. Now that now is God. Now we've got another opportunity to glorify God. You know, let's just live our lives one now at a time, and pretty soon we'll look back and we'll have a whole string of pearls, a string of nows that, that glorified God. You know, and, and that's the only way I know how to live my life is just to just one at a time. Now in the church, what the church does is it puts you in. I think we talked about this last time, John. The Jesus movement started in the street. It started in living rooms. It started in vans. Guys would get together in their vans at the beach, smoke dope, and read the Bible. fact, yeah. like my friend from Australia, he told the preacher, he said, "If you want to start a Jesus movement, you need to go buy a kilo of grass and go out on the street corner and sit there and smoke dope and read your Bible." <laughs> and when people come along and say, "What are you doing, man?" he said, "Oh, well, well, here, have smoke this and look at this. Let me read this to you." You know, I mean, that's pretty real, but, you know, he'll never do that. But that's how it started in the first place, you know, and it started in the streets by hungry people who 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 were who needed to be loved. We were all looking for love. We came. Christ called and we came. We were looking for love, you know, And, and we discovered love in Christ. And so we thought, well, Jesus is the answer. Look at this. It's Jesus. And so then we started, well, where's Jesus? How can we find out more about Jesus? Well, we all thought, well, the church, that's Jesus. That's, that's maybe, maybe Jesus is in the churches, all these Christian churches. And so we all started going to churches. And uh, and to give in our testimonies and sing our songs. And first thing we knew, man, we were buried. We were buried in the dogma. We were buried in the tradition. We were buried in the, all the, the preaching and the teaching and the, and the denominationalism and who's right and who's wrong and the Catholics and the Protestants. And there's there's 10, 15,000 different uh, Protestant churches, which when they all think they're right and everybody else is wrong, you know. And so all of a sudden, we're no longer out in the street sharing in Christ with the people that we meet. Now we're sitting in pews, you know, and we're we're we get into, into the argument, into the dogma, you know, and and yeah. it just and, and that's where it died. That's where the Jesus. He was born in the street, and it died in the pews. And I don't know that it'll ever survive in the pews unless it's unless it's an organization that's run like Alcoholics Anonymous. They don't own any buildings, they don't pay any salaries, yeah. you know. They take yep. care of their own. They yep. pay their own way every night. You know, they have a different guy that, that chairs the meeting for a week, and then somebody else chairs it for the next week, and that person organizes people who are going to speak every night, you know? And okay. and there's the, yep. and there's nobody, there's no top dogs in AA. There's just all a bunch of drunks that are not drinking. You know, my friend Owen, who took okay. me to the meeting, he's gone now. I learned so much from him, you know, but he went on to be with the Lord. But he just, he told me, he said, I'm just a drunk. I'm just a drunk who doesn't drink. He said, I'm one drink away from the gutter. You know, and that's me. Yeah. You know, I'm one sin away oh. from the, the slaughterhouse. Yeah. You know, so don't do not do it. Just walk in Christ. Allow Christ to make the steps for me. You know, you talk to the thing about the footsteps and you say, Where were you? And he said, I was carrying you. You know, and the footsteps in the sand, yeah, and then there's only one mm-hmm. set of footsteps, and that's christ well christ is Christ is carrying us, he's always only one set of footprints in the sand if there's two sets of footprints in the sand, I'm in trouble because that means I'm not in mm-hmm. christ i'm I'm doing my own thing, yeah, yeah, I could go on and on <laughs> wow, I love it i love uh, love, love, love. Uh, no,
1: that's that's why that's why i I know that you see if... I've had you, uh, I think, about three times now on, on the show, and I really I, I know that if I have more than three questions, I'll never get to them. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I do have another question. Okay. I do have another question.
0: I'll try to keep the answers and, shorter.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no. Just talk as you want to, because that's, okay. that's why I have you here. Um, uh, yesterday, you called me. And uh, kind of out of the blue, I was in the I was in the salon getting my hair cut, and uh, I almost didn't answer it, but uh, but I just don't get many calls from Barry Maguire. so I I said yeah, you know, and um, <laughs> you told me about this song that um, that I think I think a reason you thought of it because because uh, the song puts you in touch with. A number of the things we've been talking about here, and um, the song is "What About Us." And, yes. uh, um Tell me a little bit about that. Tell me what what moved you about that song. And well, my son, and, my uh,
0: son turned me on <laughs> to it. You know, and and I, that's where I hear all of. I mean, I don't know how old. I don't know when the song is recorded. No idea who Pink is, but he told me about it, yeah. and so I pulled it up on the YouTube and when i heard the words john it, it just put me right back there it's about how you called and we came and i and i and i i put everything into a spiritual place when, within me when i don't care if it's madonna singing i don't care who's singing if the words yeah. have d- deep 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 meanings you know and 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 it it talked about i don't want to be a leader i just want to surrender you know i mean all these incredible and and when when she's thinking about what about us what about us well i was thinking about all the people i knew back in the early 70s i mean just hundreds of people who who set out to follow christ who set out to follow god and 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 here came the church who had all the answers made all these promises and put, people, put, put marriages together, and put people up with people, and got everybody in the pews, and, you know, made all, and, and, and it ended so tragically for so many people. It could have ended tragically mm. for my wife and I, because we were kicked out of a ministry, you know, because we asked too many questions, wow. and they gave us the left foot of fellowship. You know, you're not, they told my <laughs> wife she wasn't ministry material, you know, <clears throat> they told me that I had to to demand that my wife follow the rules of the ministry because she wanted to stay home and put our children to bed at night. And they wanted her to come to a Bible study. And she says, they said, they said, we'll send a babysitter to take care of your kids, you know. And she says, let the babysitter take go to the Bible study and I'll take care of my own kids. And she says, my husband can tell me what you studied in the Bible. You know, we have Bible studies in our home. You know, and so it's just—it's just so they—they wow. they kicked us out. They kicked us, you know, and and, and that's just one. There's so I could tell you so many heartbreaking stories that, that if it weren't for Christ, I would have been just flushed down the the great toilet, you know, <laughs> in the in the wow. in the back of the church. That would have been the end of it. But uh, because wow. there, in our lives, there is no other source than Jesus. So when we were flushed out, you know, what who do we turn to? Only thing we do is to trust God and turn to Christ and Christ saw us through every one of those horrible, horrible, heartbreaking moments. But a lot of people it crushed them too heavily and they fell away. Marriages fell apart. You know, people were forced into situations that they couldn't maintain. You know? <clears throat> and then and then and then we saw the hypocrisy of the church. And that's a crusher. When you give your heart to something, when you give your life to something, when you when you adore somebody and think that they're the man of God, they're the woman of God, and then you find out that they're just another, they're just a hypocrite. They're doing the very thing they're telling you not to do, <clears throat> you know? Well, then you just, a lot of people, that blows them right out the back door. And they say, I'm done with this. This is all a bunch of, uh, you know, I was going to use the word. Feces, wow. <laughs> bull feces. That's
1: what it
0: is, you know. a bunch of crap, and that, and and so they've totally fell away from Christ. But because, because I had been on the other side of the fence, and I knew there were no answers out there. I'd been there. I'd done that. I'd been down all those yeah. roads. And because I'd been down those roads, there was no way I could go back to those roads. <clears throat> so the only thing I could do was maintain my course in, into Christ. Surrender that. Surrender that. Surrender the pain. Surrender mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the 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 adoration I had for the my spiritual leaders. that turned out to be uh, a, just selfish individuals building their own nests. You know,
1: and and so yeah. I had
0: to I had to let go of all of it and just let go and let God. You know, the, the Beatles. Turn off your mind, relax and float downstream. It is not dying. Well, that's why I had to turn off my mind and trust God in my heart, wow. you know, and, and, and John, and here we are. My wife and I just had our 44th wedding anniversary and all of our spiritual mm. leaders at the time when we got married, they didn't think they all counseled us not to get married. They did. They counseled <laughs> us not to get married, you know, because they wanted me wow. to do what they wanted me to do. And they wanted her to do what they wanted her to do. And that wasn't us to be together, but we got married anyway. Wow. And here 44 years later, we're still married and some of them aren't
1: oh yeah you know yeah yeah
0: but but that's just because our you know we climbed into we climbed into christ and and uh there's a great little story i'm going on long too long but just this last little story we went to one to visit the friends one night they were having a bible study oh come in come in and they gave us a bible we sat down on the couch and they were they were studying about when Jesus spoke to the 5,000, and then he sent they out and they, the bread and the fish and the loaves, and, and, and then he dismissed the people, and, and he told the disciples to row on across the lake, and he'd be along. He wanted a, some of the time in prayer, and so he was up on the hill praying, and there was a big storm out on the lake, and so Jesus went walking out across the water, excuse me, and—, and uh, And and they saw him, and they were all afraid, and and, uh, so he got in the boat. And as soon as he got in the boat, the story says they instantly arrived at their destination. Hmm. And Mari and I were sitting there on the couch. Now We'd heard that story dozens of times before. But that night, both of us had a realization, an awakening, and we looked at each other at the same time, John, and we said, so when Jesus gets in your boat, you've arrived at your destination. Wow. <laughs> and then we, and so we shared that with the Bible study and the guy leading the Bible. Said, oh no, no! He says you still got to row the boat. You're still, a, no, you don't. They aren't your arms. They aren't your oars. It's not your boat. You're just sitting there, and you're all. It's, it's Christ. It's His arms that are on the boat. I'm not rowing the boat. Jesus is rowing the boat. <clears throat> you know, I'm not in the game any longer. I'm watching Christ. Wow. Play the game through my body, you know, Re- go through the wow. storm to with my inside of my body. He's my he's my captain. You know, I, I have I have reached my destination, you know. Well, wow. so that's well. all I can share with people is, you know, if, if okay. <laughs> you know, if you're in Christ, you're, you're there.
1: OK, Barry, I, I, I just got to tell you, I love you brother. I really do. John,
0: and, thank uh, you. Thanks for inviting uh, me back. How
1: do you, how do you, how did you keep like this? How, how did you keep this freshness in your life, in your relationship? How, how does that happen? How, how did you and Mari hear that scripture? And, and even when it wasn't being taught that way, you got it. How do we, how do we do that? Uh, and make sure that continues to happen in our lives. Is there some some way you can encourage our listeners towards towards that end?
0: To be as absolutely honest as you can possibly be. My friend Owen, who I talked about earlier one time, one time he says, you know, Barry, and here it is, man, we're only as sick as our secrets. We're only as sick as our secrets. Be as honest as you can. Find somebody and tell them all your secrets. I tell my wife all my secrets, all of them. Mm. I mean, some of them I don't want to tell her, but i got to tell her I don't want any secrets. She tells me all her secrets. You know, whatever I'm going through, I talk to her about it. Whatever I see, I may be wrong. One time she was saying a bunch of stuff, and I said, Mari, I can't believe you're even saying this. She said, but this is what's in my head right now. She said, who am I going to tell? The milkman? (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, no, honey, don't tell him. No, <laughs> Here's my ear. Tell me, tell me, you know. it. So that, I think that's honesty. And it's not honesty that demands an answer. One time she was going through some stuff, and I said, honey, what's going on? What's going?" On? And she, she, she grabbed me by the hand. I said, what can I do? How can I help? She grabbed me by the hand and took me out of the backyard. She said, look up there. What do you see? So I looked up at the night sky, and I said, oh, I said, stars. She said, what do you see between the stars? Oh, well, space. She says, that's what I need. <laughs> wow. I need space. So I said, oh, well, I can give you that. So I gave her some space, and she worked out what she was going through. But it's just to be honest. It's not demanding that I change. I don't demand that she changes. She doesn't. She gives me space to be me, and I give her space to be her. You know, and and there's, so there's no expectancy. You know, I mean, I don't even expect her to love. Her. I don't know how she's been with me for 44 years. You know, I don't. I don't see how. She, but she does, and I know she does because yeah. she's sitting here crocheting right now. You know. And so it's just in that I think if, if people would just – I remember when I was doing Hair on Broadway, John, and I was, just, I was just starting my search for Christ. you know I'd come off a big LSD trip. I'd seen the second coming. This is a whole other story I'll tell you about it in another interview. I mean this, <laughs> the sky cracked, and trillions of angelic beings came pouring out of this hole in the sky, and then there was a singularity wow. of light. It was Jesus, and I oh man, I am screwed. I'm in the wrong place. It, all those stories I heard about Jesus, it really is him. Oh, what am I gonna do? And, and then the vision passed, and I said, okay, well listen, wow. I want to know what's going on here. What can I do? You know? And I said, okay, God, I'll go anywhere you want me to go. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do whatever you get me to do. I was by myself in a Volkswagen van in Hollywood Hills, taking acid. So I went over to Cass Elliott's house, and I'm out the swimming pool with, with John Sebastian, and she stuck her head out the window. Hey, McGuire, telephone call in New York City. So I went in, and they wanted me to come back and do hair. So I went back to New York. I'm doing hair on Broadway. And I thought the only way I can know the truth is to tell the truth because I remembered a little scripture my grandmother taught me when I was – I didn't even know it's from the Bible. It so said you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So I thought, well, how can I know the truth? And the only way I, I could figure out to know the truth was to tell the truth, <clears throat> realizing that from my perspective, because I don't know everything, my truth is not quite all there. You know, so what I used to think yesterday was true with additional information, I may not think is true today. You know, as the world gets bigger and we learn more and more about everything, our our worldview changes. And what we used to think was true five years ago, we no longer believe is true today because we have additional information. But the only way we can do it is by telling the truth. And I, I and so that's when I was in New York. I thought, okay, I'm just going to tell the truth as best as I can tell the truth from now on. I'm going to tell. You, and man, I got in a lot of trouble telling the truth. I, in fact, I got kicked out of here because I told the truth about what was going on. Yeah. You know, full disclosure. Let's be transparent here. What are we talking about? Well, you're just a freak. Get him out of here. So I kicked me out of here. You know, and I came back to L.A., and that's when I started reading the New Testament at Denny Doherty's house. But I think that the secret is, how do you stay alive? It's scary. How do you keep it alive and fresh? You tell the truth every minute, every moment, whatever whatever you're thinking, not expecting anybody to change or even to respond. But just if they ask you, and I don't go around blurbing, bogging to people. I just, if they ask me a question, I'll tell them what I believe to be true. And I'm and prefacing that, though, so this is what I believe. You know, we all choose to believe whatever we want to believe, you know? I mean, you take everything you know, everything you've read, everything you've heard about, you stack it all up, and you say, okay, I believe that, but I don't believe that. Oh, but I do believe this, but I don't believe that. And you, you build a, a structure of truth that you that makes sense to you, and that's what you... Put your life, you build your life on that structure, you know? And that's the only way I know to do it. It's just to, you know, that's not price it to confess your faults one to another. Don't hold it. But you got to find somebody you can really trust. Now, the only one I know that I can yeah. really trust with all my truth is my wife. Because I know she'll never condemn me, you know? I know she'll never yeah. judge me, you know? And so I, you yeah. can't go just tell anybody because... You're gonna. it's going to come in the back door on you. <laughs> somebody else is going yeah. to hear about it. And that's one of the things yeah. I like about the Catholic Church is the confessional. It's probably the only thing I like about it. Well, maybe more. I don't know that that well. But I really love the confessional booth because you go in and you tell somebody, you you can empty your heart, and you know it's not going to go anywhere except to God. You don't really need to be in a confessional booth. You can tell just your truth to Jesus one-on-one. Right. On one. right, right. But uh, those are just steps along right the way of, of learning how to speak yeah, the truth, e- empty your heart.
1: Yeah, and it helps to tell it to another human being. That's Yes, that, it does.
0: Helps. Yeah, it really does.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, well, Barry, we talked about this song. I want to end with some lyrics of this song that just okay. pretty much blew me away. Sticks and stones. They may break these bones, but then I'll be ready. Yeah. Are you ready? And right there, it says, uh, what a different perspective. Six and stones may break these bones, but that will make me ready. That's right. It's brokenness that's a secret. It's the start of us waking up. Come on, are you ready? I don't want control. I don't want control.
0: I want to let go. Yes, Are it.
1: Ready?
0: Are you ready? And really? yes, I'm ready. I, you know, I called. I was talking earlier about the ministry that we were kicked out of. I called the guy that was head of that ministry, and I thanked him so much for the pressure that was was put upon us in our last days there when we were asked to leave. I said, because, see, pressure will do two things. It'll either blow you up to, to bits or it will blow you, amalgamate you into a stronger s- substance than you were before. You know. Wow. So yeah. and the, when we can choose. We can choose to trust God and let the pressure crush us into like Mari and I would never, never have known the the. I don't even know the right word for it. The trust we have in each other, the oneness, the oneness that we have together, because we were crushed together through some really tough times spiritually. You know, when everybody yeah. we believed in, everybody we trusted, just let us down, you know. And and, and so wow. I thanked him for that because I said, Mari and I would, would never know what we have, the oneness of our relationship, if it hadn't been for those days. So it's all I can say is yeah. thank you so very much yeah. for letting God use you to crush my That's wife true. and I into one, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sticks and stones may break these bones But then that's I'll be
0: right. ready and, so, see, and, and, where it, and to make you ready If you can receive it If you can just receive it yeah. And then you're ready for the next crushing I've got a whole story about yeah. crushing I've got so many stories <laughs> Yeah.
1: Well that's crush. we crushed. We are crushed We are afflicted but not crushed We are struck down but not destroyed We, that's we are right. perplexed But not, not in despair uh, yeah. we are, and we that's are crushed that's a, that's a crazy-
0: Truly, John. We are crushed into Christ There's a mold of Christ yeah. And God uses the pressures The daily pressures of our lives To crush us into that mold And when we, when we succumb to that pressure And allow the pressure to push us into Christ When we don't fight back When we take the shock And absorb it into ourselves And give it to Christ Then we are crushed into his mold And his likeness You know and, and Jesus said, yeah. "The prince of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me." You know, Yeah. and that's what I—that's what I—that's my longing.
1: Well, Barry, we gotta—we gotta—we gotta wrap this up. Um, I know
0: we do. I, I know we could talk about, for hours. I want
1: to thank you for taking uh, taking your time, and I want to make sure and thank your guests because I know you have a guest, and you took some time away to do this.
0: <laughs> and uh,
1: so I, you know, thank him for sharing you with us. And um, you want you want to hear his say, voice
0: and tell me and tell me who he yeah, sounds sir. like. <laughs> I right, you, you actually don't know me, but I know you very well because I used to run a magazine in Australia called Keystone Magazine. Uh, we we came out just before CCM and. Um, So um, I I I quite often was going to contact you to come and do an article for us, but it never got there. (laughs) But Barry Uh, Barry wants Barry wants me to talk on the phone and say hi. This is Russell Crowe. Barry's away at the moment. (laughs) I just may do that for him. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't he sound like Russell? (laughs)
1: Probably know my friend John Mice. Is, is John Mose. Is, yeah, no, John. Oh yeah, very oh, good yeah, friends yeah, of ours. Yeah. Yes. I
0: bet. Yeah. Well listen, we'll, we'll have to get together again sometime.
1: Yeah, let's do. Sounds good. Okay, enjoy John. Your, enjoy your guest. We um, sure
0: will. Love Thank you. you.
1: Thank you. God bless you. Oh yeah, we'll John. Again.
0: Right. Okay. We'll okay. 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 Okay, bye bye. Bye
1: bye. Okay, folks was cool uh, that's Barry McGuire uh, rare bird uh, beautiful free spirit who says what he believes and, uh, and has learned to have to say it uh, even when some people didn't like it and uh, he's been kicked out of churches and uh, but he is a church and <laughs> oh gosh, so join our church if you don't if you if you don't have a place where you can be who you are, come six p m on Sunday night onto facebook and and join church at the catch. Just come and watch us. you can even comment if you want to. We'd love to have you uh become a part of what we do. This is, uh, this is the Catch Ministry Incorporated. We, uh, we have all kinds of things going on. So you can, you can check it out to um, go to catchjohnfisher.com and then you can find out some of the stuff. Sign up and get our email. You'll get it every day. And that will kind of tie you in to our, our little community. And, uh, we really believe we are, we are kind of like a church. We are, we're an online church and we have people from all over the world who take part here and it's, it's pretty cool. So that's catchjohnfisher.com and that's F-I-S-C-H-E-R. Don't forget C. And, uh, but, uh, this is becoming much bigger than me. It's really a very cool, cool, uh, Thing we're getting into, we have counseling, we have prayer ministry, we have church, we have uh, this show every Tuesday night, and, and a ton of podcasts um, that grew out of the, our guests we've had at this show, um, so you can start scrolling down right where you are, and uh, listen to some very fascinating conversation, because I like to get people who are not your run-of-the-mill Christians. So, okay, here we go God bless everybody Thank you for joining us again Who knows what it will be next week It's always something exciting And something fresh So, God bless